You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. All right, Paul and Jesse. What? Welcome to the Grolix Nights. <laughs> I love the intro. I love the beginning of these these live shows. I don't know if we'll have Melanie tonight. She is working. She's probably working now. But today we are going to be discussing the 2004 Punisher movie. Now, Jesse, I don't know if you got a chance to rewatch that or not. Uh, I was actually just. I. That's why I'm a little bit late. Is uh, I was trying to like skim, skim and scan through it a little bit uh-huh. so I could refresh my memory on it. Uh, and then, I, and I didn't <laughs> remember it being two plus hours long. Right. It, yeah, I was not That's, expecting that. Longer than I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It takes a, uh, it takes a good half hour before they even, uh, before he's even the Punisher. So, they really I, extended his, his origin. I forgot about that whole, that you know, there, bit. that reminds me, there is an extended cut and I wonder if that's what Netflix has. I wonder if that's oh, what it could be. Is. Uh, I remember most of this once we got into it, though, but I I was reading some trivia last night and there was some cuts, but I think it was mostly violent stuff to try to appease the MPAA. But I was telling Melanie, uh, I was like, hey, you don't have to watch this, but I'm watching the 2004 Punisher movie for the movie homework. And she's like, oh, I'll try to fit it in. I was like, listen, if you don't get to it. Don't worry about it because it was such an afterthought kind of this this week's movie homework. Um, but that actually brings me to an important point about movie homework. We're going to change it to every other week instead of every week. But every episode or every other episode going forward, uh, we throw out a movie that we're going to watch. And so people get a chance to watch it as well. And then we come back and we review it. So that's movie homework. And this episode's movie homework was The Punisher. From 2004, that's right, the Punisher movie from 2004. So, overview, when undercover FBI agent Frank Castle's wife and son are slaughtered, he becomes the Punisher, a ruthless vigilante willing to go to any length to avenge his family. Uh, This was written by Michael France and Jonathan uh, Hensley, directed by Jonathan Hensley, and uh, stars Thomas Jane as Frank Castle, the Punisher. John Travolta as Howard Saint. Isn't it Howard? Wait, it's Howard, just Howard Saint? It's Howard Saint. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because okay. like he starts attacking Saint like properties and whatnot. Okay. Uh, Will Patton. Sunderland! I was just talking about him on like the last episode of Grawlix. He is in everything, and he truly is. This is the guy <laughs> that I was complaining about. This is Sunderland. He was in the 2018 Halloween movie, but he's in this. And as soon as I seen him, I was like, wait, I know that guy. Um, <laughs> also, Roy Schneider. It's so weird. I mean, I get why he's so high in the top build cast, but it's he's such a minor character, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've tried to... Uh, Samantha Morris. I'm trying to jump to other like people who actually had a larger role. John Pinnett. I hate that character so much that he plays. Hey, um, <laughs> I liked him. Oh, God. Uh, Ben Foster. I'm not a fan of his character either. You know what? Let's get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, listen, 
this is the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. That's all you got to say. People know what that is. Um, yeah, so this is here's a Marvel movie for you before the MCU launched. Um, yeah, we did. This is a we we did a uh, throwback Thursday, guys. Oh my yeah, God. You're right. Hashtag throwback, throwback Thursday. Thursday. So the Punisher, this actually just got added to Netflix the seventeenth. And when we were looking at what to talk about this week, I was kind of like, you know, with all the, you know, all the big Marvel stuff constantly going on and the Netflix and Netflix losing the Marvel series, uh, one of which was The Punisher. I thought it'd be fun to kind of revisit this after seeing, you know, for one modern state of superhero comic book movies, but also Netflix's super gritty Punisher. So I was like, let's let's yeah, R-rated 2004 Punisher movie. Let's do it. I'm assuming you guys had, but had you guys seen this before? I remember going yes. to see it in the theater. Oh, I can't remember if I saw it in theater or not. So that's I back remember. when I didn't miss a Marvel movie in theaters. Right. Now, well, there well was I mean, I own this. I have this on DVD. So, I mean, it's that era. If if it came out, I was going to buy it, even I if I didn't see it so in theater. saturated that it's like, eh, I can miss one. No, right. I, yeah, yeah, Paul, I was going to say, back when they have like, one every two years <laughs> yeah yeah i was like sweet okay new comic book movie let's go to the theater 2004 this <laughs> is it, when did disney buy marvel this was pre that wasn't it yes i think iron man came out in 2008 and this is like marvel was still kind of reeling from bankruptcy just a few years prior yeah right because i think the ed norton hulk i want to say came out in 2006 2007 now, interestingly, Kevin Feige's name is on this as well, though. So even before Disney bought up Marvel and the MCU, as we know it now, launched, Kevin Feige was still he was producing these Marvel movies. I thought that was super interesting when I seen his name on there. And I'm just going to say it. If, the, if that's true, uh, if Kevin Feige's on this one, then you can't just assume that... Uh, Spider-Man's going uh, <laughs> that Spider-Man's success <laughs> is all due to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, see, I see what you're saying. Okay, so let's get to that. What'd you guys think of this? I liked it a lot better than the second one. There's a second? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's a second Warzone. one. That one had Jigsaw. I don't know. I like them, I like them both-ish, but I also uh, like revisiting this. It was like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't watch this all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, Colkin, Colkin. Huh? it's funny because we have an awful lot of things that uh kind of almost tie into this movie review in this episode already because the whole time that i'm like skimming through this i'm like the bad guys are like right out of the matrix these are the matrix mobsters <laughs> like oh, there's nothing that. stealthy about their kill squad they just walk up with their shades and they're all black gear and Kevin Nash playing Macaulay Culkin on uh, Roid Rage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's where you're getting with the Macaulay Culkin thing. The Russian. Yeah. He plays the Russian. Is that right? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I actually, I like this movie, but it's still a bad kind of, it's still kind of a bad <laughs> movie. Like, yeah. There's, with this movie, there's so much potential. Like, there's so many times when I'm like, I see what, ooh, I like what they are going to do here, what they're trying to do. 
I mean, they didn't do it, so that's disappointing. But I like the idea there. But I, I don't really, know. It was so good until they started going after him. Like, okay, the whole slaughterous family. That was brilliant. This is one of the few times where they're like a movie. It's like The Mist, right? Where it's one of the few times the movie takes the source material and it's like, you know how that was all depressing? Let's do it worse. Let's make it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not. Let's do it. Well, make sure you get to know them first. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're going like to have it, a party and you're going to have, you, you know, you're going to enjoy this party and then you're just going to watch them all die. Well, and it's not even <laughs> like, you know, generally it's his family, you know, his family was murdered in front of him. It's yeah. like, yeah, his wife and his, his child and or children. And it's very sad. This is like, what if we put him at the family reunion and just wiped his whole wipe family out line off the face of the earth? His mom is there. His dad's there. Every cousin is there. Like there like will be no more castles. Third one to get it. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's. It, I don't know. That was insane. I I was like I did. I forgot they did that. And it's interesting, but even that is kind of cheesy. It's like wait, would they even have like yeah? Because they even almost have an. Uh, it feels like they could do it. They could. They almost ha- stand a chance because like his dad's got the shotgun and stuff and. They're like fighting back, and that's not how it goes down in the comics, you know. Like they basically just wipe him, wipe out his family in the comics. Just they don't beat around the bush. They don't spend thirty minutes of backstory. <laughs> well, I guess the upside here is you can get a higher body count and get an action scene out of this instead of just depressing yeah. family murder. And it goes okay. <laughs> yeah, there's that of, uh, building the Punisher psyche. Because I mean, yeah, wife and child murder. That'll screw you up. You just watch multiple generations of your family die. That'll really screw you up. Yeah. I mean, your your bloodline is gone. It's done. <laughs> okay. And how, okay. But then also like when they finally do, they, they've got him on the dock and they like, they like shoot him point blank in the chest, like dead center. Uh, there's a lot of organs there. I granted, I, I know you're missing the heart, but uh, like he, the next time we see him, he's just fine to be in a rowboat. Well, but see, he I got time jumped. He got yeah. Well, though, no, there is a time. There's a badly handled time jump, but it's because he got exploded. That saved him, right? I guess. <laughs> if he had to get shot in the chest, but then also blown off of a dock fifty feet, feet into the air, back. Yeah, <laughs> the salt water cauterized the wound, and he was fine. Yeah, I don't. That was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And the time jump is not great just because that could have been three hours later, except they put a real bad castaway fake beard on him and, and his hair. His <laughs> hair wasn't even longer. It was just messier. And his he's yep. got a scar where he was shot. So, I mean, he that looks like a cigarette burn. <laughs> I say they did establish that his savior is a witch doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also. The origin of the skull is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a no fear t-shirt that's left over. <laughs> the kid's like, the guy says, the guy says this will ward away evil spirits. And he turns around and it's perfectly, God. Yeah. It is a no fear t-shirt. Basically it's the Punisher skull, but it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Punisher's walking around in a tap out shirt. There's so many <laughs> leaps. There's so many leaps. Uh, tap out shirt 
So my favorite okay. villain in the whole thing had the shortest appearance. Who? The uh, singer that showed up in the diner. Oh, right. Okay, so that is when I was like, I kind of get a glimpse of what this movie should have been because that is so cool. He's such an over-the-top character, and I realize Punisher doesn't have to be over-the-top. So in a way, I guess maybe they handled the property right by not going, like, even in 2004 and much later, if it's based on a comic book of any kind, most studios are like, oh, I don't care. It's got like uh, superheroes and over the top everything, right? So, you know, this is still, for the most part, kind of down to earth if you don't look at the ridiculousness of, you know, like we were just saying about him getting shot and surviving. But the super over the top looking character, he's got the guitar who just came in and sang a pretty cool sounding song. And he's got the like, tear tattoo and then the muscle car chase and i was like i i really kind of like what this movie could have been what do you think of the stunts in here because that's one of the highlights to me the stunts are great. yeah i'm sorry i'm surprised actually how many like car chase type of things they they included uh because i don't i don't automatically think of car chases when i think of the punisher because a lot of times it's like uh almost covert op kind of uh you know Basically, he stalks them. And this, uh, it's interesting because they made him almost like a Rambo Punisher. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. like hes like Rambo, only actually somehow a little more likable than Rambo. Uh, Melanie says, guerrilla warfare. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And this, he even makes himself a Punisher mobile, right? Like, But it's, yes. appropri- it's appropriately kind of janky. <laughs> like, it doesn't look yeah. great. It's just a muscle car that he added some, like, plates that he can... Uh, like some plating he can lift up over the windows and stuff. It's not like a high tech Punisher mobile. It's like a big black van in the Netflix series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Apparently they went with a muscle car for this movie. This is according to some (laughs) trivia. So I apologize if it's, if it's wrong. Uh, Melanie says, cause he can't afford bulletproof glass. Apparently they went with a muscle car in this one because to separate this movie from the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie in which he drove a motorcycle. Um, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> sure. Listen, you don't have to be come up with you don't have to come up with some flimsy justification to me to put Punisher in a muscle car. I'm I'm on board. Just, if you want to you if you want to put him in a spider buggy, I'm down. <laughs> I, I want to know why London London wasn't playing the Russian. Right? I was thinking about that myself. Maybe they he, even had a guy that kind of looked like him. Yeah. Uh, it's like when he first came on screen, I was like, is that? No, that's not him. Here's a major gripe, other than like several glaring issues with this movie. In my opinion, John Travolta's character is a horrible bad guy. Like he's he's so bland and Travolta yeah. doesn't. He plays him so bland. I I just not. As much as I complain about Sunderland, the, the you know, Will Patton, like his character was way more interesting to me and he had more charisma uh, travolta's character was just kind of there he's a very whitewashed bad guy there's there's nothing to grab onto other than oh, he's a super jealous type so what uh tenacious yeah. sadie may says travolta is awesome in pulp fiction or is awesome i pulp fiction no yeah i i would agree and this is definitely still like, him i can play great characters i just 
honestly, I think this was that was how this character was written, and he got the short end of the stick. Uh, it's yeah. just real, yeah. It's real bland. There's not much to him. Uh, like know, you're gonna play a mob boss, but your whole shtick is you're overly jealous of your wife and your gay best friend. That's another thing. Well, he's not even just like a mob boss. He's uh, the banker for mobs. Like, right. So a, a bland paint by numbers banker is your villain. And it not even in a cool way. Like you could make that work. That could be cool. It's not. All right. Let's it's take the same right. movie recast Travolta with Christopher Walken. Completely different movie. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. don't, oh, you yeah. don't even have to change the script and it would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know what? Since you put it that way, though, I do kind of blame Travolta. He could have put something into it, some type of charisma or just anything. <laughs> not much to it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, I don't think he gave it his all. Uh, Melanie said he could have gave it his face off bad guy. Yeah. yeah. He could have done his. Oh, he could have been better. Done a uh, <laughs> his impression of a Nicolas Cage. You know, yeah, right there for a while. I say the first <laughs> thing I wish they would have changed is I wish the singer would have shot him when he was pinned under the car. Why? Because that would make sense. Instead of the spring-loaded knife, I didn't mind the spring-loaded knife. I thought uh, it was all right. It got, I seen it coming, but you brought a knife to a gunfight. I mean, I can handle that. It's cheesy, but I can handle that. That's so much that works so much better than a lot of other decisions made in this movie. For example, well, basically everything to do with his three quirky neighbors. I, I hate them. Yeah. None of oh, the, yeah. no, I don't nothing know. I about them like, works. What? I like the neighbors. They were just nosy enough. <laughs> they were dumb. They, I was just saying, they're <laughs> dumb they were pretty dumb. Hey, oh, hold on. Melanie's calling in. Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Can you, can you hear me? There. Now I hear you. Hey. Okay. I, I, I'm i sorry. I switched to my phone, but I hear double me. You hear W? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melanie, did you? Okay. I, I don't think you probably had time to revisit this movie. No, I watched it except for when he killed the bad guys. I took a shower then. Okay. Well, you didn't miss anything except a, a lot of explosions. Really, a really weird decision to kill the ba- the final bad guy. Like yeah. the method was very strange. I've never read a lot about Punisher, but like the bad guys all seem like really bad comic book type bad guys. Like the guitar serenade you before I kill you later. In a movie where you've got those kind of characters, where it is they are very comic booky and the gimmicky. You know, the, the Russian one was bad. Actually, that was not good. But the guitar guy was kind of was super gimmicky, but very entertaining to me. And uh, when you've got those characters and then juxtapose that with John Travolta as the banker who's jealous of his wife, like, (laughs) really, really? Like, I'm supposed to care at all, like about this conflict with the actual bad guys when this random guitar guy that literally just walks into one scene with no warning and we don't even get a setup for him being there is so much more interesting than the main villain. 
like it made me want to watch Desperado. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I expected, yeah, I expected that guitar case to be a gun, and and so did so did Frank Castle. So, <laughs> you know what this movie was like a reminder to every woman: don't leave your purse in the car because some crazy guy is going to break it and <laughs> take your diamond earrings and set up your gay friend and ruin lives. Just don't do it. <laughs> because some crazy guy is going to walk around with the fire hydrant when you're at the movies. I was just going to say also, also, if you ever need to save your uh, parking spot, just carry around a fake fire hydrant because you can always get your parking spot back. <laughs> yeah, I guess people don't break break that law anyway. No, ever. That, that looks really like, heavy too. Yeah, exactly. What a hassle. <laughs> so, well, you know what rhymes with hassle? Frank Castle. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> you, you know what else I liked? I liked that the fact that the Punisher's big plan was to break up the villain and his wife's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as yeah. like it started getting to get into that because it's been year this came out in 2004 uh 2004 so it's probably been easily over 10 years since i've watched it his big once he got into it i was like really his plan is to mess with the guy's marriage like that's that's his plan but really his plan was to have to murder as few people as possible so that he could still be considered the hero the hero in a studio movie right you killed my family. I'm going to break you up. Well, even the first guy that he like is going to torture or whatever to get information out of, he just cuts him down and lets him go and is like, you're helping me now. Yeah, I know it started off so good. I was like, yeah, science is fun, Frank. Good job. But then it's like, turns into meat and popsicles. And I'm like... (laughs) 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 Yeah, I did like the science. I did like that whole lead up. That was one of the better, better... I don't know. I guess it's kind of a one-liner. I guess there were there were a few bad ones. I remember a few bad ones. uh, Welding teacher in college uh, walked out of the theater at that line because the numbers were off. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he's like the uh, the, he's and I can't remember what the actual numbers are now, but he's like that's not hot enough to melt steel. I was was like, you left because it wasn't realistic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right right well and also the bad guy starts giving him information but it's like he's narrating uh some goofy comedy or something like like a heist movie maybe when he's oh yeah you know who i thought of immediately i thought of the guy in uh ant-man who tells you like how he learned everything oh, i was uh-huh. like yeah when he started spilling so concisely it was like oh my god this is the precursor to that character Spikey's involved in both of them i wonder if he just took that idea and rolled with it maybe i mean the new version's funnier but that was unintentionally funny to me because i was like oh my god that that is that character kind of Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know he didn't seem like he was trying very hard at all he like shows up at a press conference when he had the element of surprise, everybody thought he was dead at first. Oh. But now he's just like, "Hey, I'm here." Why did he do any of that? Why did he know. do that? Why he literally walked up to a press conference? So now his face is all over the TV. Yeah. He walked up to two 
detectives. And I get his point. Like that also didn't go anywhere because clearly they have, they're in on it with, with the mob, the banker mob. And, uh, that didn't, why would you do that? Everybody thinks you're dead, man. Just, just do that. I say the headstone was cool, but they ruined the cool part. That would have been heavy too. Why, why is he carrying all this heavy stuff around? That's how he, he gets his workout. <laughs> he's because he's carrying. He's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh. And maybe it's like he's like I don't really have to try with these guys. You know, like in a normal movie, you'd have a scene with like a bunch of naked chicks uh, drying out cocaine or whatever it is they do in those rooms in there. Yeah, you know. And then instead, it's like a bunch of fat guys counting money, soup or something. Yeah, right, right. Oh man, yeah, their whole like they control the prostitution, and so like prostitution is basically um, ladies walking around topless. That's prostitution. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so it's weirdly bland and kind of like even for so it's was it's a two thousand four movie, but it still feels like a eighties nineties kind of b-grade action movie everything from like well just the fact that it's just like very bland the main villains are very bland business suit uh mob guys of some kind who do crime of some kind uh of course you've got to have a a gun deal at the docks that's what starts the movie and then uh which looked like it was out of the 80s and then even like they go to you know they have their exotic location for that whole sequence with the the family and all that. Like, I don't know. Everything about it felt like a throwback. But at the same time, why don't they just talk, call? Why did they just cast Dolph Lundgren and remake that movie? Like, it's so weird. Because nobody wanted <laughs> to see that movie. Yeah, well, no, that's true. But uh, wait, can I say one more thing please. that bothered me say in the, the beginning? Things. When there was his family was massacred, he went. You didn't even. I don't know. Somebody must have been going around picking up bodies because he goes and gets on a motorcycle. They just saw a guy get shot off of, and he, that guy's gone. And he just takes it and drives it and leaves. And I'm like, well, so who's picking up all the bodies? I don't get it. But there, well, there. That's when there was the time jump because he got the uh, castaway, bad castaway beard. So somebody yeah, came and cleaned up the bodies. What? Uh, no, it was before he had a beard. It was when he was going to chase him down to, to the pier where he oh, where he got oh. blown off. Okay, I see what you're saying. Maybe when he fell over, he rolled away. <laughs> Maybe well, when he shot that gas tank. In oh yeah, backyard, just burned up all the evidence. All the yeah. bodies just went away. Oh, yeah. They're gone. Yeah. They're just gone. That would have been a fun uh, like stunt to do, though. Be like, and fly back into the water. That would have been great. It's a weird stunt too, like the position, like his his body position, and how he flies Mm -hmm. back. Now, I already mentioned it earlier, but the stunts, like this, that first sequence, that first action sequence, I was very concerned for some of those stunt guys, especially the guys in the back of that truck, Mm -hmm. because that looked dangerous, and those were actually people back there. And at one point, like the boat itself is like flopping over the front of the truck and like coming down where they should be holding their hands. It looked very, it looked dangerous. 
So I will give this movie props on that is there weren't a lot of action sequences and some of them were weird, but when they had stunts, the stunts were pretty good because it gave me that sense of like, Oh, somebody's really going to get hurt. So, uh, you know, I'll give it points for that. She's downstairs, buddy. I say one of the times that uh, the red pickup went over one of the dunes, I thought for sure the three guys in the back were going to fall out. Yeah. They hold on. No, they yeah. had straps or something. Oh yeah, I, I bet I bet they had harnesses going on. Nothing from riding in the back of pickup trucks. It's it's like how how'd you do that? <laughs> I miss your Sunderland talk, baby. What did you what did you say you thought of his bad guy? I thought his bad guy was more believable than the main one. Yeah, yeah I thought so too. He was more inter- a more interesting character than and charismatic than John Travolta's character. Yeah, and he, I, I I thought he's better in this than he was as Sutherland. Also, yes, yeah, no, I liked him. I he's noticeably younger, of course, yeah. but he has less of that hamminess. It's still there. There's still times when he like he gets this <laughs> certain smile, and I'm like, "There's that hammy smile." <laughs> but he's he's a little less hammy. He's not too bad as a bad guy. Like that scene where. Um, he tortures the guy. Ugh, that scene is a whole nother issue. But the scene where he tortures the guy with the piercings, mm-hmm. I kind of like how he played it because he was weirdly compassionate. And I was like, well, that's an interesting decision. And apparently that was all kind of ad-libbed. Maybe you it. just thought it was hot. Well, and that's... <laughs> they make a point to say he's he's a sadomasochist or he's sadist and you know, and other things. And then he's yeah. kissing a guy. So it's like, okay, well we get that. But, and, and you know what? That guy had too many lip burnings anyway. So he could stay to lose, lose a few. Well, he should, <laughs> he, he deserves to lose it. If they're just going to sit there in this, in, in Frank Castle's apartment, when all the bad guys are coming up, like, why are they sitting there? Why are they just sitting there? Like I they didn't try to, me. you know why else he deserves it? Because when that, chick's boyfriend was being a butthole he's like i'm gonna call the cops instead of just going and calling the the cops (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was like oh my god dude (laughs) uh well it kind of fits into his comment later are you on drugs not right now (laughs) everything about that whole scene broke down for me because okay i so they they hid frank castle uh, the chick hid Frank Castle, and she has her hand over his mouth so he doesn't make noise. That's fine. But why did the other two guys then just sit there, clearly knowing stuff? The bad guys come in, and they're like, where is he? And I'm not telling you anything. Why not? He left. Well, yeah, anything. Go back to your apartment. Even if there's a hole through the wall, go back to your apartment. When these dudes come up, be like, what is all this? You play dumb. Be like, well, he... There was a big commotion, and I think the guy bolted. What's going on? Don't be like, I'm clearly his friend. <laughs> Torture me. I'm not. Torture me now. Because he doesn't like me. I, I need to prove it to you. Don't torture that guy. He's too nice. The audience well, won't like it. Well, Torture me. to be like comic relief because they weren't funny at all. They are supposed to be the comic relief. Oh. Uh, that's no problem. Well, what would they and do to anchor him. Rip his nipples off? <laughs> anything you tell look at that guy's face you tell me he's not going to squeal if you 
as much as smack him. Pink belly, pink belly, pink belly. You <laughs> can do anything to that guy, and he's going to squeal. Oh, I didn't even realize the pig thing. He's going to talk. <laughs> I just didn't buy it. it like, really? Okay, so they're going to torture the one guy and not the other guy because the other guy, they're like, well, he watched us torture that guy. So if he knew something, he was going to talk. I right. mm, no across the base for the fun of it. I just those three, and I could be I'm probably off base on this, but those three feel like the mandated comic relief or characters to like anchor him to humanity. And also they tried to play the chick as a potential love interest. I'm glad they didn't really follow through with it, but it's also super weird that that chick knows his family was his entire family was just murdered six months ago and she still tries to put the moves on him she's yeah. she's vulnerable she's just got out of a bad relationship you know and she's still in the bad relationship lightly out of the building well she looked a lot like his wife but maybe younger she was <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like the way travolta went out it's so weird to me it was a weird idea, and he put a lot of time into executing that specific idea. And of course, he's got to start comic book heroes or anti heroes. When you start a fire in the shape of your symbol, you got to realize by the time the only people that can see it are either in skyscrapers or flying over in a helicopter. And by the time they get to it, that fire is going to spread. Nobody's going to know what that was. Stop it. Right. We're putting a lot of effort into nothing. But th- that's such a weird plan to like, okay, so I'm going to know because he set those bombs up prior. So he knew he was going to have Travolta out in the parking lot, attach his leg to a bumper of a car, slowly put the car into drive and just let it slowly cruise across the street into the parking lot across the way while he explodes all the cars. It's it's a very convoluted. <laughs> He's a thinker, man. <laughs> I also liked that I don't like that it was sarcastic, but I also was amused that Frank kind of has a drinking problem. You know how we know this? Because the one chick says it over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) The chick who used to have a drinking problem. She's the one that says it over and over again. That's because she she is not a recovering alcoholic. And, you know, the recovering peoples or whoever quit, they're always the most like loud about don't do it not doing it or whatever yeah yeah i mean so i guess that's true too you know whatever and she and she wanted him so she's like stop drinking because then you'll turn into my butthole boyfriend be sober and and whatever i don't know be with me can't be together if you drink because then i'll want to drink well and i suppose for the most part she doesn't know he spends most of his time building bombs that he doesn't really use to kill anyone and uh planning to break up people's marriages. <laughs> I was going to say planning revenge, but he doesn't really do that. He just breaks up people's marriages and stuff. <laughs> he's not the, he's not the murderer. He's the punisher. <laughs> hey, so I feel like this is the end of our punisher review. I know there's some other thing that I was making a mental note of that I found just ridiculous, but that said, here's a, this is a good summary of the whole movie. I found Thomas Jane's performance as the punisher weird and kind of cheesy and i don't i don't know if it's good or bad i kind of feel like it's bad but it was very entertaining to me and that is the whole movie yeah like 
It's, it's somehow it's, it's entertaining, but it's bad. I'm not sure why. The villain sucks, and there's some interesting action, but it's kind of light in that respect. And there's a lot of decisions that I just hate, and I'm like, why did you do this? I give it a three stars. <laughs> like I still like this movie. Yeah, I don't know what I'd give it. Uh, probably around three. I definitely wouldn't give it higher than a three because I haven't bothered to rewatch it until now. Even though in my brain I kind of liked it, I give it a three and a half because I like the soundtrack. Hmm. It had a now, soundtrack. Okay, yeah, you're talking the like the the actual contemporary music of the time in there. Yeah. The the score was interesting. I liked the score itself at times, but at other times that kind of also added to the 80s, 90s B-grade action movie. It was very strange and kind of generic. Oh. But yeah, the early 2000s metal that was on the soundtrack or new metal, <laughs> that was kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, it, it's for an early Marvel attempt. I think they were uh, just weren't sure what they could do with the character. So they played it safe and went funny as opposed to obviously where they are now and said, let's go dark because we can. Right. When this, okay. According to this is on IMDb. And again, I don't know where this trivia comes from because I know Jasper's pulled trivia from the site before that was false. But according to IMDb trivia, uh, when this was released on DVD in September of 2004, it surprised Marvel by by selling nearly 2 million copies in its first five days. So this actually did really well to the point where Marvel was like, whoa. I remember going to get it and it was sold out a bunch of stores. I mean, everybody I knew had this on DVD. It's one of those DVDs where it's not even a movie anybody talks about anymore, but everybody had it. They had it. And as far as Thomas, do you remember remember when they did that? uh, Like they did like a tease reboot or not even a reboot, but like a tease commercial of another Thomas Jane Punisher where he's like at the laundromat or something. There is, I've never seen it, but that's another piece of trivia. Thomas Jane returned as Frank Castle in the 2012 short film, the Punisher dirty laundry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually liked that. That was pretty solid, you know, and that and that that led me to believe like, yeah, why'd they ever recast it? And they should do another Thomas Jane Punisher. And then we got John Bernthal and I really and never looked back. Yeah, no, I, I just need more of him. I say Bernthal <laughs> taking the reins on that was a perfect fit. Yeah, honestly, the perfect role for Thomas Jane. I could see him taking over for. Christopher Lambert in the Highlander series. Yes. Yes. Oh, cool, yeah. Thank you. God, you nailed it. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, he looked like he looked and sounded like Christopher Lambert. Yeah. I'm like, that face is familiar to me. <laughs> like just once Mel- I wanted him to say there could be only one. Melanie. I, I thought he was the Highlander guy. Oh, ha, there you go. Especially with the blonde hair at the beginning. Mm. Oh my God. You know, it's amusing more. I'm going to get off the trivia kick after this, but uh, so he's blonde in real life, but that's a wig in the beginning when that's a wig because he had already dyed his hair black for the movie. It's funny. Shoot that scene first. Oh, wow. The original film with no edits is almost three hours long. Oh, I can't imagine this felt a little long to me. 
it did. It, or like there was just way too much of him not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, oh. really lame not montage. <laughs> I say a whole lot of promo shots for Wild Turkey. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I hope they Wait, market you it. still have Wild Turkey in there? Let's open the door just to crack. You yeah. know, there's a lot of things in this movie that I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like that torture scene and some of these side characters, they uh-huh. all come from the comics. There's so much of that I kind of expected was like, you know, invented by the writers or whatever, or the studio's like, oh, well, we don't like this character. You do something else. No, they're they're all pulled from the comics. It's kind of amazing. Uh, I thought they uh, dubbed a different guy in for him. No, that's actually him. Thomas Jane? The guy that's uh, doing the, the guitar player. Oh, okay. So I, I thought they dubbed a different singer in for him, but no, that's actually him. It's just like, I think the audio track doesn't sync up with the... Uh, there's some real weird ADR throughout this movie. And cause that's what I was kind of talking about when I mentioned Thomas Jane sounded like he's in a foreign movie and they got someone else to overdub his voice. The ADR is real rough. And apparently like, I mean, it's, they do that. Most movies, pretty much everything's ADR, which is amazing that it doesn't sound like that all the time, but it's just not great in this movie. I don't like, know if that's a sound mix funny. or what. The guy wrote the song for the movie, and you don't hear it again until later on, and the WWE picks it up for The Undertaker, and then it's everywhere again. Hey, Melanie, you sound like you've been trying to say things. Oh, no, I just had one thing to say, which I mean, it was more kind of a question, because Sunderland, the Sunderland guy, is he yes. a comic book guy or something? Because he seems like he's in a lot of comic book stuff. Yeah, right? Uh, maybe it's because they're like, you... you you're a little hammy. We're going to put you in this comic book picture. Maybe he's cheap. Well, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's so crappy. I'm so crappy about that guy. I need to stop it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. He's obviously a character actor. I wonder what else he's been in. That's it. That's all I got. Our Punisher review is over. Thank you for listening to the Grolix podcast. The Grolix podcast is an electronic media collective, original production produced by Randall Sylvie. That's me. This episode was a condensed version of Grolix Nights, our weekly live cast originally streamed on CastBox. For more information, visit grolixpodcast.com slash live. For more episodes of the Grolix Podcast or Grolix Cinematic Universe, visit grolixpodcast.com or simply search us up on your podcast app of choice. Thank you for listening. Get out of the us. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you meant, Asan. Unless the you know something we don't. Because if you Get know out. something we don't. Get out of the U.S. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>